Hello, I'm Harry Karanja the lawyer and I am Gashau Patrick the Liman and this is Swalanyeti, the Kenyan legal podcast that pairs a Liman and a lawyer to answer your legal questions. Welcome to another episode of Swalanyeti. Hi Gashau. Hi Wakili, how are you? Very good. It's the rainy season. Oh yes. Have you been rained on? Uh, a bit. A bit. Yeah. No. Let me tell you a story. Mm-hmm. I was with my Nduthi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any story that's just like that is bound <laughs> Okay, let's hear it all. Mm-hmm. And then mm. I'm just reading and I'm feeling things are hitting me. You know I'm not I'm wondering what's happening. Yeah. The heavens had opened, no warning nothing. Yeah. When you are riding and do the entrance on you, it's mm-hmm. like you're being hit with pellets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first experience. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I hope you got home okay though. Yeah, I did. Mm. I bit curfew. Ah, I tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a very interesting case mm-hmm. today Wakili. Yes. And uh, first I would like us to listen to the case. Okay. On May 4th, 2021, it was reported that three former employees of G4S had won an unfair termination case against the company. The employees had argued that their termination on grounds of redundancy was not procedural, was illegal and unlawful. They asked for 12 months compensation for unlawful termination among other payments. The employer had testified that they had held meetings which they discussed redundancy. They also gave a notice to the labor office which was received as is required by the law and paid redundancy payment in full. The court found in favor of the employees and ruled that the redundancy was not procedural and awarded 10 months compensation damages for unfair redundancy and lawful termination salary of failure to give notice and cost of the petition can an employer win an appeal for unlawful termination on account of redundancy so i've heard this case and from my understanding you have this company g4s yes which had been sued by the employees mm-hmm. and the employees won you know at that level yeah and it was held that they were unfairly terminated yes so they were awarded damages and now what we want to look at is whether the employer can appeal this case yes they shouldn't but uh, <laughs> that's what we are looking at <laughs> and challenge it based on the ruling that was made yeah so there are a number of things here i think we need to consider yes of course when it comes to redundancy is redundancy a commercial decision or is it a judicial decision what does that mean commercial versus judicial the process of redundancy yes i mean declaring that some workers are no longer needed yes yeah, yeah. for the company for the work yeah is it a decision that has to be made by the court or is it a decision that is made uh, by the business i see what you mean in yeah. fact there are rumors of a very big company in kenya yes that might be doing this and you know everywhere mm. on social media guys are complaining mm. how mm. can you mm. say you don't need these people they have mm. worked there before mm. Mm. yeah so i see what you mean yeah so we have to look at that and of course determination itself yeah. okay there's an argument that they did it according to the law yeah and also we have to look at the damages awarded okay 10 million it's too little <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the issue of redundancy yes now if you look at how the redundancy is defined by the laws is that it's an involuntary loss of employment through no fault of the employee yes which is done by the employer again because of factors outside their control 
the factors are outside the control of the employer. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. And the end result is that the services of the employee are no longer needed. Yeah. Or they're greatly reduced. Yeah. And that position which they hold yeah. has to come to an end. Or that office which they hold is no longer required. Yeah. So there are many things which can bring about redundancy. Okay. One of them is, which is happening a lot yeah. to many businesses right now, is financial distress. Especially because of the pandemic, I can only imagine. Exactly. You have several industries which have had almost a complete and total loss of income yeah. related to the pandemic. Yeah. And of course, you cannot sustain employment if there is no business coming in. Just to ask, mm-hmm. if I, I run a salon yes, and there's a lockdown, for instance, because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, yes. and so somebody cannot come in mm-hmm. to have their hair done, yes, that renders my employee... I'm the employer, I'm the mm-hmm. owner of the salon. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that my employee now mm-hmm. has no, is a word you use, like you said it's like an involuntary loss of yes. employment through not no fault of my employee. There's nothing they did to lose. Correct. They w- so mm-hmm. the customer is not coming anymore. Correct. So it's not their fault. It's not their fault. They still have the skill, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting mm-hmm. the client. So they have involuntary lost the employment, yeah. correct, correct, and also it's not a fault of yours. I you, see. You also did not cause it, so this is one of the reasons, like you put it, which can cause redundancy. Of course, another one is if a business moves. Sometimes you find a business, for example, cannot sustain operations in a particular country. Yeah. Okay, uh, there, there were South African breweries which used to be in Kenya. Oh yeah, and they decided to move back to South Africa. And of course, those people who are employed there yeah. became redundant because they couldn't move to South Africa with the company. Or they're not even needed in South Africa. That's also the possibility. Okay. So the reason I was asking that question, Wakili, was because mm-hmm. there are times when the company restructures. Yes. So I restructure my salon mm-hmm. and we are not doing hair. Mm-hmm. So do we need to go to court? Can court tell me now you, you have to go back to doing hair? <laughs> <laughs> because now you have restructured and you just want people who do nails. So so exactly, those are the questions we need to look at because that's another reason why redundancy can happen. If you reorganize your business, yeah. which many people do. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're saying, I no longer do hair. And do and as as the employees we think, Bana, you need to do hair. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do hair in the salon. So you see, each company is organized with a view towards profit. Yeah. So it has that right to determine what kind of business they should do okay. in order to have profits. profits. And if it feels that it needs to declare redundancy so that it can continue making profits, making profits yes. then the courts have looked at it and said that, yes, that is their, that is their entitlement. Okay. So okay. The, the courts should not substitute the judgment of the employer with their own judgment on when a company should declare redundancy. Yeah. Okay, I see where you're coming from. So a court cannot force me mm-hmm. as a salon owner mm-hmm. to do hair. <laughs> <laughs> they can't tell me a salon is for hair. Yes. And for that reason, you must do hair. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this this is a position which the courts have taken. And, you know, in this case, if the employer can show that the reasons for this declaration of redundancy were reasons based on those things I've mentioned, yeah. you know, then it's possible for them to say that it is their entitlement to make this declaration, and you cannot say a redundancy is unlawful for that reason. Okay. Okay. That's what I have understood. So, of course, 
then you have to look at if the redundancy is lawful how about the actual termination because the two are separate things oh okay yeah. so the court says okay you can decide not to do here mm-hmm. so now let's see how you dismissed for lack of a better word exactly who to do here in my salon exactly okay so when it comes to redundancy there are steps which need to be followed steps yes wakili <laughs> <laughs> yes there are steps which need to be followed uh-huh. so what, number one is of course you need to give notice of the redundancy so does it have a time limit one month yeah notice of redundancy is 30 days or one okay. month okay okay so this has to be given separate from the notice of termination so i give two notices exactly so you have a notice of redundancy and you have a notice of termination okay now like you said usually a notice of termination is 30 days that's the minimum yeah but you might find that it could be longer based on the kind of contract that you had in place yeah. with employee you have done that yeah before mm. yeah so if you have to give this notice okay you have to pay any of their benefits which are due just to clarify mm-hmm. do these notices run concurrently no so if for termination is 30 mm-hmm. and redundancy is 30 mm-hmm. i have 60 days of notice you to give you have a total of 60 days of notice that you required to give and the notice for termination just to to reiterate is dependent on the contract for redundancy is not a must that one is by law 30 yes the other one if i should have given 6 months i give 6 months Well, that is in the contract that is yes but you never know even a redundancy notice could be in the contract Eish. so okay. so these are just the minimum notices okay. that you need to give ah second i pay any benefits yes but before i go it is a benefit yes okay. benefits but before we go there mm. even in this notice of redundancy you have to give reasons why mm. exactly i've just told structured yes for example okay okay because remember redundancy you can't use redundancy as a backdoor to firing someone for something else oh okay okay you see you know you can't just declare someone redundant just because <laughs> you want to get rid of that person and once they leave i, I reinstate <laughs> the position we are now doing here <laughs> exactly okay okay you might as well have used the other ways of termination of termination okay so you have to give reasons okay and sometimes you even have to have consultations with the employee so that they understand so you'd mm-hmm. find many organizations by the time they're declaring redundancy they go through a number of these meetings because you never know the, the people might be willing to stop making hair and start doing something else the together same with people. you exactly okay so okay. you need to have these consultations okay. and This is the other place where you have to look at whether this company went through that process, okay? I think they they claimed in their testimony that they did have meetings just that minutes for those meetings were not produced in court. Yeah. But this is the way to show that there were consultations. Okay, okay. And there's even a place where they say they they informed the labor office Exactly. So that's another thing. This same notice of redundancy that you're issuing to the employees, yeah. you also need to file it with the labor office. Okay. Okay. So once you have done the notices as required, you've had the consultations with employees, mm-hmm. then you need to pay their terminal benefits. Yes. So this includes any leave which is unpaid. Uh-huh. Yeah. It includes any severance. Severance packages. Yes, it includes any overtime course it includes any notice pay both for the redundancy and for, for termination termination if for example 
it's going to happen immediately okay yeah okay. i see what you mean yeah so you need to make sure all these steps happen for the termination to be considered lawful okay termination through redundancy okay so after all that if this company can show that, that they followed all those steps yeah then they have um, an arguable appeal saying that yes we did follow the steps required the termination yeah. was lawful we served the notices as needed we had consultations we filed this with the labor office as required and the employees also by their conduct because i think those are the facts of this case they accepted the terms of the redundancy and they received the money they received the money and yeah. they accepted and they <laughs> said in court that they received the money yeah no no one is going to refuse money <laughs> you receive the money i just find it funny that the court gave this 12 months compensation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like it's paying them for working for a year so yes so more or less so when it comes to unfair termination you can be given a maximum of 12 months worth of salary if oh. it was determined that termination was unfair that's it as in the court cannot force them to employ me what if they, i had 40 years of going to work and then you just give me 12 months so this 12 months remember that many things that you might have asked the court for yeah so this is just one of them okay okay if you had worked for a long time then you'd be looking at severance pay to compensate you for the period of time you've worked which is oh, a separate compensation okay but when it comes to being paid for unfair termination then the courts are allowed to give you up to 12 months worth of salary as compensation for the unfair termination okay but again 12 months is the maximum okay so the question is was the 12 months appropriate okay i, I hope this is gross with, without being tax <laughs> <laughs> i mean whatever you get at the end of the day would be the net pay that you received ah, so sad employed. so the employer still has to pay the taxes and all they should, that they should give me the money i'll pay the tax <laughs> <laughs> okay so remember this is still at, at the end of the day an income and you have oh, to yeah, declare yeah. all your income okay. yeah i will do that yeah myself <laughs> <laughs> so the court has power to exercise its discretion when deciding how much to pay okay yeah of course again when it comes to these kind of damages you would expect that the court would look at what evidence was pleaded to justify 12 months uh-huh. you know i mean for example if the position you're in it's very hard to get a similar position at a similar pay yeah that goes towards showing why 12 months is an appropriate um i a period of time yeah or if you know the way the un- termination was done was especially unfair or okay. cruel so anyway the court has discretion in how it decides in this case the employees pleaded for 12 months and maybe it's possible to say that the evidence they gave might be argued that it wasn't sufficient to justify the 12 months the 12 months but remember at the end of the day this is the court's discretion it's funny mm-hmm. that these people received their money mm-hmm. at least in this case yeah, yeah. you received your your payments for leave notice mm-hmm. maybe for redundancy yeah and then mm-hmm. let's say you are paid for 3 months yes when the court awards 12 mm-hmm. does it take into consideration like is it paying me an extra 9 or they're just saying this 12 have separate we acknowledge that they received this money so yeah. then we want it to be another 12 So in this judgment it looked like they said they wanted to pay another 12 but so this guy is earning 15 <laughs> if he had gotten for 3 months so maybe. yeah so that's that's a good point to bring up in an, any appeal 
to say, look, they already received notice pay. Yeah. They received redundancy pay. Yeah. So even if the redundancy and the termination were held to be unfair, then you had already paid something. There's something which should be considered. So it sounds like a dowry in the constitution <laughs> <laughs> in court. Well, yeah. So we had brought some goods. Yes. As you can see. Mm-hmm. So now we just do the balance. Exactly. So you can still come up with that argument and make it to the court and see if they can consider it to readjust the payment to be made if the termination is still considered unlawful. Okay. And if the employer mm-hmm. G4S in this case can yes. prove that they followed everything to the T. Yes. You won't tell me they are free. They might be free. They may not have to pay the 12. Well, when you use the word free, it's as if they're being taken to jail. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not free now. <laughs> no, but uh, I get what you're asking. Yes, if they can show that the redundancy and termination were lawful, then there is no need for compensation. Oh, now that is tricky. You know, I can't imagine having been awarded 10 million and then I can't get it back. Because anyway. <laughs> I have received it in my spirit. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've already started doing window shopping. Ah, exactly. I have seen the plot of land. I, I won't. I've seen the tithe. You know, have you noticed all Kenyans pay tithe? Uh, yeah, especially when you get a nice lump sum like that. Yes, you see. First I'll pay tithe, <laughs> then I'll build houses, then the rest. You wonder yeah. why is the rest? <laughs> why are you building these houses? Anyway, Wakil, thank you very much for, for this. And let's see how it goes. And uh, on behalf of Swalanyeti, goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Swalanyeti. To listen to more episodes or get more information, visit our website, www.swalanyeti.org. If you have a legal question, you can also send it to us on our website. Or call us on 0708-111-222 if you need urgent assistance. Till next time, goodbye. Goodbye.